0: Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, three-year or 30,000-mile complimentary maintenance, and America's best warranty. Ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. America's best warranty claim based on total package of warranty programs. See dealer for limited warranty details. Complimentary maintenance included Hyundai approved oil and oil filter change, except for electric vehicles and fuel cell electric vehicles, plus tire rotation and normal factory schedule maintenance intervals for three years or 36,000 miles, whichever comes first. More frequent maintenance due to severe driving conditions or conditions is excluded. Offer valid only for new 2020 or 2024 Hyundai models purchased or leased on or after February 1st, 2020. See your Hyundai dealer for further details and limitations. Hi, Timmy Whispers here from Give Me the Hot Sauce Podcast. The two-way V4 features groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam, creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Fuel cell gives you the ultimate energy return, ensuring every step feels explosive and dynamic. Fresh foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort for the entire game. The upper construction features a lightweight textile that reduces weight while remaining supportive and breathable. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way at NewBalance.com. Oh my goodness! It's only preseason,
1: but I'm hype, Neil Fox! Jimmy G, oh buckets, gets buckets! Oh my goodness! Give me the hot sauce, Neil Fox! Give me the hot sauce! What are you doing, Dragons? Did you not get the memo? Derek bones Can go upstairs!
2: Hello everyone, this is episode 80 of Gimme the Hot Sauce as we reach another milestone closing in on the Magic 100. We've been at this for about a year and a half and the show continues to grow. Thanks to our guy Stacy, he's always getting the best guests for you. we got a special treat for you coming up. Third team All-NBA guard Trey Young, the superstar from the Atlanta Hawks. Oklahoma Sooner legend along with our guy Stacy King. He's going to join us a little bit later in the show. We're going to talk about the Bulls initially. We'll get to Trey Young in just a bit. Talk about his season, what's going on with the Hawks and what his expectations are for a very eventful offseason in the NBA regarding free agency and the NBA draft. If you're watching us on YouTube, you see that there's no Timmy Whispers, but he's in route. <laughs> we're, we're told that he's fighting traffic, and he'll be here eventually to drop his lewd comments and anything else you might like to add. If you want to follow us now on Twitch TV, that's a new thing we're bringing to the table here as the show continues to grow. You can go to Twitch TV and then type in "Gimme the Hot Sauce." Podcast. All, all one word, right? Is that yes. the right, men? Give me the Hot Sauce Podcast, and you can see what's going on as we record this live. Obviously, it's going to be out later on all your favorite podcast carriers. We always have the show visually for you on YouTube, so make sure to like, share, and subscribe. We want to get those uh, subscription numbers up, and only you can help us out with that. So make sure to tell all your friends that this is the best podcast going and they want to jump on board while we're still. Uh,
1: in the growing stages, Stacy. Yeah, we're your favorite podcasters, favorite <laughs> podcast show. I'm just gonna tell you, I'm I'm like Nipsey Hussle, selling out uh, cassettes out <laughs> in my back trunk. Okay. We're doing this, this all this is all man made. This is all built with the hands of me and Mark Shenowski, Timmy Whispers, and now we got the Sriracha crew. Taking us to another level in social media. We got Nikki Knuckles. We got Ooh. Dangerous D, and we got Cisco. And I ain't talking about Cisco. The thong song, Cisco. It's Cisco. He's got his own name, Cisco. <laughs> and we got Maddie Ice in the back behind the screen. And we got we got Maddie who's not here. She took the day off because she said we weren't paying enough. So yeah. she had to go back to her real job. She already job. took a sick day? Yeah. Oh, yeah and she, and she happens standing, to right? be, she happens to be Timmy Whispers. Uh, niece. Oh, man. So she, we got the family discount for her working with us. So. Maybe they're going off
2: on a family vacation somewhere. That's well, you idea. know
1: what? She, I think she speaks more than Tim does. We need to have <laughs> her on the show. Yeah, yeah. That's it. He doesn't run in, it. The apple falls far from the tree when they talk about communication because Maddie does communicate the nba conference finals ongoing right now the golden
2: state warriors most likely will close out the dallas mavericks tonight in san francisco we'll talk more about those two series in just a little bit boy those have been snore fest. it's just some of the worst basketball i've seen in my life but it's been an eventful week for the chicago bulls let's start with the story that everyone is talking about has opinions on and speculating on zach levine who bumped into a uh, TMZ crew in Los Angeles the other day and probably just wanted to get him off his back and said, Yeah, I've been a Lakers fan all my life. It doesn't mean he's trying to force a trade to the Lakers people.
1: All right, listen. Listen, Bulls Nation. If the news doesn't necessarily come from Chicago and from people who know what's going on, don't listen. Okay, there's been a lot of blogs out there, a lot of people speculating, oh, the Bulls are gonna do a sign and trade with the Lakers, Zach's going to the Lakers, he's gonna he's gonna leave, you know, X amount of million dollars on the table. He loves the Lakers, he's been a Lakers fan. Well news flash. I was a Lakers fan. Okay, I ended up playing for the Bulls. Okay, I didn't want to go to Lakers. I I loved the Lakers growing up because that's what you saw on TV all the time. Right, you the know, uniforms you saw, are cool. Yeah, and Boston and yeah. Seattle. I mean, you used to see back in the day, you only seen like four or five teams on TV. Yeah. So I always liked the Lakers because they had the you know the the purple and gold. I thought that was a pretty cool uniform. And the weather's pretty nice. in the And the, you know what? You know, Mark. <laughs> you know, you're right. It is. It is. It, it's it's a good selling point, but. Everybody grows up with their favorite team, you know, and so for him to say that um, I don't put too much stock in it because at the end of the day, and I and I keep saying this, Mark, you know, this was his first year in the playoffs in eight years. First time he made the playoffs first time he's had a winning season been part of a winning team um made you know his two-time all-star uh the olympic team all you know he's got national endorsements that he never had before even even the year before we got all you know ak brought in all the the different pieces you didn't see zach on commercials you didn't see him do a lot of commercials not nationally right and that all comes with winning and when you're winning and the bulls are relevant this is a big market there's so much endorsement opportunities for players like Zach and Demar, and I mean, look at look at I.O. Io's on a lot of commercials. He's a rookie, you know. So when you're winning, those things come, and that's what he has to understand. Is like, listen, do I want to be part of something special and be part of the the winning culture, turning this around and getting it back to a championship level team, and get that credit for that, or do I go somewhere else and you know be a third option? and be part of something that someone else is trying to do right you know so that's 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 what he has to ask himself now
2: Zach Levine did not make any of the three all-nba teams which means he's not eligible for the supermax contract but he is eligible for a five-year max the Bulls can offer him one more year and higher percentage raises each year than any of the other teams in the league which means to sum it up the Bulls can offer him a five-year contract for just over 212 million dollars any other team that wants to bid on zach as an unrestricted free agent can offer him a four-year contract at 171 million dollars but we shoot it straight here on give me the hot sauce yes, we it does do. it doesn't necessarily mean he's passing up 50 million dollars what it means is he's going to get slightly less over four years because the bulls can give him higher percentage raises each year but if zach wants again to bet on himself that four years from now he's going to get another big contract he could go somewhere else so you know people are saying what's a 50 million dollar difference not necessarily because there's another year on the bulls contract which is over 40 million
1: and and that really comes to play when you're an older player Mm -hmm. you know you're you're your guy that's 32 33 years old like a chris Paul. and you may not get that big deal that after that five years is up so that's when it really comes into play zach is still a young player he's just in his prime right now so you know when you're looking at it both ways of course we want him to stay here of course yeah. you know we, we know what he means i know you know ak in the front office wants him to stay but you know he's got a lot of people in his camp you know there's people saying hey you got to look at everything you know here's an opportunity for you. you're still young if you if you don't get that fifth year you can take four years from someone else and you'll be right back in the free agent. Four years goes quick. Yeah. You know, and now you put yourself back in that money that you might've lost, you can recoup it a little bit through endorsements and then that second contract.
2: Yeah, so Zach will explore free agency. I don't think when uh, the clock strikes 11, actually they moved it up now, like six o'clock the night before uh, July 1st, just so they would get better TV options and better coverage on it. When that bell rings... Don't necessarily look for Zach to sign with the Bulls right away. He's earned the right to explore free agency if he wants them to wine and dine them in San Antonio and Portland and some other cities that have cap space. He's earned that right, Stacy.
1: Well, this is—I I, was—I made this comment to a friend the other day. This is kind of like when you're in high school and you're a top player and you have five official visits to go on, and you want to be wine and dine. Yeah. You don't just sign with the first school, and and you know, so you want to see what everyone has to offer. You want to feel like people want you you want to get that feeling with people fawning all over you We don't get that no much in no life, you so don't really? get no, no and when you're a professional athlete you don't ever get that feeling yeah. anymore until you go to and you're a top player and you go through free agency yeah. so this is kind of like that and he's going to be winding and by so many people and it's going to be every place he's going to go oh yeah i like this place they're doing the right thing they're trying to build but at the end of the day It's not Chicago, and it's not a place where you can put your stamp on it and be the reason why this team has gone up two or three levels and have a chance to play for a championship where your name is on there etched in Mm -hmm. stone. You go down as one of the greatest Bulls players ever. When they're talking about the great players in Chicago history, your name will go up there. But if you're one of these guys that go to different teams, you... It's hard to etch your name in stone. It's hard for you to say, you go to, let's just say, you know, devil's advocate. He goes to the Los Angeles Lakers, averages 19, 20 points. His name's not going to go in Laker land as one of the greatest players of all time. No, they're not retiring exactly. No, they're not retiring. But here, if he's part of something special and he continues to build on what the front office is doing here and trust the process is what they're trying to do because at the end of the day, before we got all these players, you know, Zach was averaging 27 points a game. He's an electrifying player, made the All-Star team his first All-Star game, but they weren't winning. Had no help. They won 20, 22 games, I think. Mm-hmm. And he was exhausted. He was he about 40 games into the season. I mean, he had to do everything. He had to rebound, he had to score, I mean, defense defense, defense, but you know, he had to do everything for the Bulls to even beat to, to compete to win. That's mean he had to score 35 just for the Bulls to have a chance. Now you throw all these added pieces. Alonzo, Vuj, uh, DeRozan, Caruso, you've got Patrick Williams now. You've got, you know, Kobe. You got all these pieces to take some pressure off of you, and you still average 25, 26 points. Why would you leave a situation, Mark, when you say, Mark, we're gonna give you, you can shoot anytime you want. Yeah. You can shoot 30 times if you want. You're going to average 25, 26 points a game. If you want to step past half court and shoot a step back jumper mark, you can do that. You're not going to get pulled out of the game. Why would you leave that situation where you had that kind of freedom and and that kind of opportunity to continue to be a star player in this league and continue to be a reason why this team excels? Well, I don't think either Stacey or I have changed our opinions. We
2: still think that ultimately Zach will re-sign here because he likes the situation in Chicago. But free agency is a weird thing, so we're not going to totally discount the possibility that Zach would be involved either signing outright with somebody or in some type of sign-and-trade. And and some people who are not Zach Levine's fans will say, well, just let him walk, and then we'll have cap space. Well, they won't
1: won't have cap space. So you cannot replace him. Listen... it's it's not as easy. I mean, this is not NBA 2K no. on uh, Xbox, okay? <laughs> where you can just make moves freely, okay? 25, 26 points just don't come walking through that nope. door, okay? Nope. You know how long it took when when we when Derrick Rose left, you know, Jimmy was able to ascend into an all-star caliber player. You know, that was our all-star. Cuz Joe Keem was our all-star before that got hurt, uh Lou Dang, all those guys got got older, and got hurt. Jimmy was the only one. And they we, got tips, and and they got tips. I love tips. Tip takes me years <laughs> off your career, bro. Woo! It's like dog Jimmy's years out there Yeah, out it's out. dog years when we when it's one year is actually seven. You know, so so so. But those guys, you know, Jimmy ascended to an all star. He he worked himself into an all star and one of the better players in the league. And when the Bulls moved him, you know, you got back players who weren't all star caliber players at that point. Mm-hmm. You got you know you got Zach, you got Chris Dunn, and you got the pick that turned out to be Lowry. Marketed. None of those guys were all-stars. Those those guys were kind of like, we hope they turn out to be good. We hope that they're they are gonna be vital pieces for us to win. Zach was a third option in Minnesota behind Wiggins and Towns. Right. So we're getting a third option guy at the time when they made this move, but he was such an electric player, plus he was coming off ACL surgery. So we're getting a player who's exciting and electric, But also injured and we're giving you a star player right now it's in the top 15 players in the league and so he worked himself into being an all-star everything that he's done and this is a credit to zach's hard work everything he's done and the success that he's had has been in the bulls jersey he wasn't an all-star in in minnesota no you know he didn't make the olympic team out of minnesota and at the end of the day you know I mean, he's he, he got his big contract playing here in Chicago and his first big contract was in Chicago when he signed that offer sheet with Sacramento. So everything uh, that has happened for Zach, not just, you know, all this, you know, all the, the endorsements, you know, all this happened in Chicago. So you have to keep that in mind when you're when you're making these decisions and what's best for you. You know, I mean, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving $21 million, $40 million, $50 million on the table. I'm sorry. I'm just not doing that. I, I don't know about it. Some people can do that. Too. It's all guaranteed money, yeah. and they want you here. They've made it clear. The Bulls have made it clear this whole season that they want him here.
2: Yeah, and Zach had his uh, arthroscopic procedure on his left knee this past week as well by the same surgeon who did his original ACL surgery. Went well. Everybody says he'll be fine in time for training camp, so that should not be a concern for Bulls fans. One of the other big stories involving the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan, named second team yes. All-NBA. Yes. Very well-deserved. We had DeMar on the podcast yes. back in January. He was a fantastic guest. If if you haven't checked out that show, to make sure to do it. And, and we also had Zach Levine on the following week, so check out those interviews. You'll find out that these guys... Get along very well. There's no yeah, jealousy between these. You two. You know
1: what? I, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of hearing you know people making up stories and you know trying to make you know you know try to facilitate some kind of beef between the two. Demar has made it clear from day one. He's here to do whatever the team needs him to do. Uh, this is Zach's team. Right. He's made this very clear. If you go back and you listen to, you know, four months ago when we had him on Give Me the Hot Sauce, um, he clearly stated that, how he right. enjoys playing with Zach. You know, this is an exciting time for him. He just, hey, he wants Zach to reach his potential and be the guy that he feels he can be. He's just here to take pressure off of him. And you go back and you listen to Zach's interview when we interviewed him a couple weeks before. He said the same thing. So, they get. I'm around him every day. So you know, a lot of people who are making these comments are people who are not—they're not in the know. Okay, I'm around these guys basically almost every single day. So I'm on the plane with them, I'm in the hotel with them, uh, I'm on the bus with them. They—they they talk all the time, they joke. They, this was a very close-knit group from one through fourteen or fifteen. Everybody got along. Everybody was pulling for one another, and that was the reason why they had success. If they had this so-called beef. Then you would have saw some of it in the season, you know. When a guy makes go back and look at some of the shots, the game winning shots that Demar had, Zach was right there jumping in the pile celebrating. You know when Zach did something special, you didn't see Demar walk off. You see Demar running over there, pounding him in the chest, giving him. You you can't have that type of uh, of of, you know friendship or, or or that kind of beef if you're a playoff team. You just can't, because that would have derailed them completely if there would have been a problem.
2: And a lot of these stories, uh, there's been reports that's uh, it's been generated by the agency, Clutch Sports, and Rich Paul are making sure that the Bulls give him the full max, the full five year max. And you know, some of these reports you can kind of dismiss them out of hand because it's all part of the negotiating game.
1: Well, it's it's really surprising because you know, again, you know, AK and and Michael Reinsdorf has even came out and said. We love Zach, and we're going to give him the max. Right. So, I don't know where all these these narratives are coming out of, and you know, making it sound like they're the Bulls are not gonna, they're going to be cheap and not giving. They understand this. Zach is still just getting into his prime, you know, and all the people who are worrying about his knee. Listen, it's not ligament damage. No, it's just exploratory surgery to find out what was giving him discomfort. Okay, he is not. It's not going to. It's not going to affect his play. He's going to be. Listen. I, when he came in with the the ACL injury, I was concerned about that. Okay, but looking at his records and and you know talking to him and people around him, his his ability to heal is kind of like Wolverine. You know, he just healed. He just got miraculous heal. He was jumping five you know five inches higher than when he was when he was when he wasn't injured. So and he works himself extremely hard. I don't see him not coming back 100%. I don't see him coming back with any problems. Um, I don't see Lonzo Ball coming back with any problems. I know a lot of people are concerned about that. Um, he just has a bone bruise. That just takes time to heal. That means he's got to you know, probably you know, turn down the workouts this summer, do more pool work, as you heard his dad talking about trying to get him off of that, you know, all that pounding on the knee because that's a bone bruise. If you look it up, bone bruises are tough, tough to uh, heal from. So uh, I expect this team to be back next year. I expect, you know, AK and them to address the, uh, you know, the shortcomings of what they need. I I expect them to go out and get the players that they need, uh, some veteran players that can come out and, and contribute and help this team get to the next level.
2: And DeMar DeRozan, we mentioned, making second team as a forward. Woo! They still stick to that whole thing. where you have to have one center, two forwards, and two guards on each of the three All-NBA teams. Guess who didn't uh, make a uh, team that high? LeBron James was third team. So that tells you
1: what kind of year DeMar DeRozan had. Well, I mean, listen, DeMar was up there the whole season in the MVP voting, okay? And he's had, a, he's had a phenomenal season, and it carried over uh, to the very end. And, you know, will he have a season like this next year? Who knows? But, but right now, what we did know is he was one of the best players in the league this year. And he's a big reason why the Bulls were able to go from 22 wins to 45, 46 wins that they had this year. He was a big reason for that, along with all the other acquisitions uh, that AK and Mark, you know, Mark Eversley made. And don't look for DeMar to have a steep drop-off next year. He turns 33 in August.
2: He's not 38 or 39, so I still think that he's in his prime. He's going to have another big year coming up. The other bit of Bulls news involves uh, Stacy as well because he's going to have to work on his French. The Bulls are going to play a game in oh, Paris in January. you looking oh, forward
1: to that? Oh, oh poly Francais. We oui, <laughs> oui, Okay. America. Bulls Nation. Oh, I'm, re- I'm ready, baby. I'm getting ready. I've been working on it on the side. I j- I got the news. I got the news before it went out. Yeah. And I was like, you know, uh, they called me up the night before it came out. I'm like, oh, really? And I didn't know when it was. I thought it was going to be a preseason game or something. It's like That's in January. Like high school
2: French is going to come in. Yeah, high
1: yeah. school French. You know what and i was in those (laughs) high school classes man i only did it for the girls i didn't really care about you know when you're 17 years old you know you what are the chances from a kid in lawton oklahoma going to france not real good not not real good not real the (laughs) chances you got better chance to you know get bit by a raccoon (laughs) in the ankle okay so i wasn't really in the class all my friends all my buddies took spanish because you had to take an elective to get to to college you know that was one of the electives you had to take so i said hey you know what where all the girls at and they were all in the French class. And you know what? <laughs> I signed up to the French class. Oh, yes. Shatam Tre Tre Buku. And if you're French out there, you know what that means. That's one of my favorite things right there. Ooh, that means I love you, baby. Hey, if uh, if Neil was
2: still working, would he be looking forward to it or, or dreading it?
1: <laughs> Neil, Neil might uh, simulcast here in, <laughs> in, in Chicago. I don't think Neil want to go. We might be doing Remember Remember when they went to Brazil? The yeah. Bulls went oh, to Brazil yeah, a few yeah, years yeah, yeah, ago? Yeah. Okay, so we didn't go we yeah. didn't go so they made you know we we broadcast the game live from the conca- studios in the yeah, dungeon yeah, right yeah. so we put like sand and like little <laughs> fake palm trees up so people actually thought we were at the game yeah. you know so I'm like so I said man that kind of that kind of sucked because I really you know I, I wanted to go to Brazil but for whatever reason we didn't go and I think because Neil didn't want to go so we didn't go <laughs> so now so now we got a young Adam oh well, he'll look forward yeah to yeah, yeah yeah you know Adam's gonna put on a little break <laughs> he's gonna tilt it to the side he's gonna, he gonna be over there yelling friends things too yeah. oh i let me kiss you all night oh your eyes are like <laughs> lipid pools yeah yeah a little Peppy Le Pew yeah. that's who he'll be Pepe Le Pew so I'm looking forward
2: to it yeah somewhere Neil Funk when he heard that announcement was going
1: yeah he's like oh there. I'm glad I'm not there <laughs> well this retirement looks good right about now I'm in bed at 730 God bless you, Neil. We hope you're enjoying yourself
2: in retirement.
1: Don't let Mark come between us. Don't let let Mark come between us. I still love you, boy.
2: (laughs) The other thing that we're looking forward to, the NBA draft we're recording on Thursday. The draft is four weeks from today. Hard to believe the Bulls hold the 18th pick. They do not have a second-round selection, but they're kind of in that spot where, you know, maybe a guy falls that could turn out to be a diamond in the rough. We've
1: seen it before. I mean, Giannis and... uh, Kawhi Leonard were
2: fifteenth picks in the draft.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, there's going to be some guys that you're starting to hear through workouts. Guys who are you know picked to be second round picks are starting to move up into mm-hmm. the first round uh, category. There's going to be guys slipping. Um, you know, the key for for the Bulls is like they did last year with with Io. Right. You know, Io was supposed to be in the top fifteen, and all of a sudden, you know, now he's in the second round in the thirties, and they got a first round talent. In the second round that was the only pick the bulls had so you know now they got a first round so there you know i listen ak trust the process he knows what he's doing he's hit home runs since he's been here um so i don't you know with with patrick williams and you know with io those have been really really good foundational picks um, I expect them to, to pick someone good. Um, I've been hearing some names, you know, from when they had the uh, little combine. combine last week, yeah. Okay, so I, I've been a big fan of this kid, Kenny Lofton Jr., okay? He's like Charles Barkley. He's not Jr. No, man. no, no, no. He, he might. <laughs> hey, he's a big boy, okay? He is the, you know, when you start saying this player reminds you of this player, this player reminds you, there's always those kind yeah, of, you know, jerks. Sure. But this kid reminds you of Charles Barkley for real. Like seriously, if you guys have not checked out Kenny Lofton, he's a power forward at Louisiana Tech. He's probably about six. They listen about six nine, but he's he's really to me. I don't think he's six nine. I think he's more like six 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 seven. But he's a wide body. Um, You know, he. I mean, he's a dynamic player. I mean, for a big dude. He can move. He's quick. He can shoot it. He can rebound. Um, you know, I think he was. He was. They had him in the second round. I saw a lot of stuff going into this combine, but he came out of this combine as one of the best players. So he is right. going to move up in the first round somewhere. Um, he's a, he's really a stretch four. You know, he can rebound the basketball. Um, it tells you how hard the kid wants to work because he's played as a big body his whole career. Okay, he can jump and do all these things, but they told him, you know, yeah, you're gonna have to lose some weight. So he came into the combine. I think he lost like 25 pounds, which even he was already quick as it is for a big dude. Even made him quicker. He pretty much he pretty much dominated uh, this this combine they had in Chicago last week. So uh, there's some guys out there, Mark.
2: Yeah, a couple of guys who really jumped up. Mark Williams, the center from Duke, who was projected middle of the first round. Now he's a lock to be in the lottery. Yeah. He measured like at seven two with a seven oh, nine wingspan, man. and this kid can jump too. He's athletic. I think he's got
1: the second the second uh, um, widest um, you know arm span. Then I think it was Rudy Gobert the, mm-hmm. got the record.
2: He'd have been but, nice here if they if
1: they could have found a way to get, but he'll be,
2: gone, to be long
1: uh, gone. You know what? It's one of those things, man. Like you just want to get if you could just do it. Like you just tell a kid like. Hey, just go stink up the stink That's That's like what Krause tried to do with Pippen, remember? Told him not to, hey, not to play. Well, that's what they did. That's what they did with uh was what, the kid we had? Um um oh, oh my Chandler god. Taylor Hutchison? No, yeah, Taylor Hutchinson. Yeah. yeah, they stashed him. Hey, don't hey, just you know, don't go to the workout. Yeah. Utah Utah did it with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. They worked him out, and after they worked him out, say, hey, don't go anywhere else. Just just, you know, be a jerk Say I'm not interested And they traded up To get him too Yeah And they got him And yeah. and he was supposed To be late first round So hey You know Well we can't do Mark It's too late now It's yeah. too late Once he went, Once they measured him And did all that stuff yeah. It was like And then you had Coach K talking about That you know All the guys That are coming up You know uh, The other kid uh, uh, Ra- Paolo the, the, the star kid Bank Carroll the, Yeah Bank yeah. Carroll Who's supposed to be Like the, like the second player pick oh, Man he's, he's highly skilled He's right. highly skilled I don't know. I don't know this Chet Holmgren. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about pounds. it. I, I don't I don't know about it, man. I, I you know, listen, he's got skills and I, I just don't know. A lot of those know. tall toothpick guys washed out, I, the league, I, you know. I just don't know, man. I mean, they're high on him. They're talking about now, I saw some publications where they're talking about him being the number one pick, Orlando taking him. Yeah. Because the the Orlando front office, um, they like Link. You know, they like Link, but I'm talking about you like Link. You know, take take the the kids. You know that yeah. actually have length that can actually have <laughs> well, NBA the ready. Six ten and he yeah. can shoot it, and he yeah. can shoot the basketball. Yeah. He he's he's your typical. That's he's who kind of take. He he's kind of like you know the kid in Cleveland, Evan Mobley. Oh, Mobley. He's kind of like that, you know, yeah. where he's highly skilled, you know, he's he's always under control. You know, he knows how to he knows how to maneuver with the ball. He can put the ball on the floor from 18, 20 feet, get to the basket. He's got good back to the basket moves. He's got, you know, he's come from his dad played, you know, in the NBA. So he's got, you know, some some good credentials coming in, and he's a highly skilled player. But I hear the Chet Homer's like number one. I'm like, whoa, really? Okay.
2: Yeah, one name to watch for Bulls fans, I know it's four weeks away, but you'll hear this name more as the draft gets closer. It's a guy from Serbia, his name is Nikola Jovic. Not Nikola Jokic, but Jovic. He's a 6'10 forward who supposedly can shoot the ball, be a 3 and D kind of guy. And you know AK's got those sources in Europe, so it's just a name to watch as we yeah, get closer to yeah, drafting. Yeah. Also a couple of Ohio State Buckeyes, Malachi Branham, a 6'5 guard who really shined late in the season and in the NCAA tournament. Yes. He's flying up draft boards. And EJ Liddell from Belleville, Illinois, played in the Illinois State tournament. He's a 6'7 forward, but he plays taller than that. He also can shoot the three. So those are just some names to watch. We'll be hearing a lot more coming up in the next four weeks or so.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm, I can't wait to see who the Bulls get because I think, you know, with, with the direction they're going, you know, and I, I keep saying this, there's levels to this. There's levels to this. And they, in one year of a turnaround, that was the fastest turnaround that I've ever seen with chemistry because normally when you have that big of a turnaround of a team and bringing these many players in that have high credentials, all-star caliber players, players who are starters on other teams, it takes you almost a whole year to get acclimated with each other mm-hmm. and get some kind of chemistry. This team from day 1 in training camp when I used to when I went there to go see them play they had chemistry from day one. And you got to give the coaching staff a lot of credit with that. I mean, Billy Donovan, you know, people, you know, there's critics, you know, Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan is a, is a very, very good coach as far as getting guys to to be comfortable with one another, um, giving them the green light, letting them play their game, not pulling them out when they make mistakes and, and riding them. You don't ever see Billy Donovan, like, get on players. You know, sometimes he, he, he needs to. <laughs> sometimes he needs to. I'm going to throw that out there but he's got a great demeanor with his players and you know especially with the younger players which is really cool to see
2: so that'll be the the next step in the, in the coaching development is to try to bring this team along maybe have a sharper edge on them as you try to go from a team that you know, was in the back half of the eastern conference to hopefully get a top four seed and home court advantage next year and remember also the bulls will have a mid-level exception they can use so ak's hoping to hit with that 18th pick and also add a guy in free agency trey young is in the sriracha waiting room the third team all nba guard the atlanta hawks superstar will be next on gimme the hot sauce but before we do that i want to remind you about one of our great sponsors jeff fukovich when it comes to insurance for your auto home and business, make sure you contact the King of Insurance. That's our buddy, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic. You can find him at jeffvuk.com. That's jeff jeffvuk.com. And Stacy, remember.
1: Nationwide is on your side. They call me Pines, baby. They
2: work in the summertime, Mark. Always working. Stacey, bringing a great guest to our Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast, Trey Young on deck. We are back, episode 80 of Gimme the Hot Sauce. It is now our privilege to welcome in Trey Young, the all-NBA guard of the Atlanta Hawks. Trey was just voted third-team all-NBA, and I guess, Trey, drinks are on you, because I understand you made a little money in that process. That that, that was a pretty nice honor for
3: you. Yeah, no, for sure, a little bit. Uh, It's it's definitely a blessing to be a part of that that, that, uh, all-NBA team. It was a cool honor.
1: Talk a little bit about your team this year, Trey. You guys last year surprised a lot of people. You were real slow in the first half, but in the second half, you guys were the hottest team in the NBA last year, got all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, where do you guys go from this year? What do you guys think you're, you're – what do you think you're lacking to get over that hump to be that team that
3: can challenge to get to a title? Um, I mean, I think we – I mean, obviously – everybody's heard I mean our front office and, and understanding we're probably going to make some changes I think after we made that deep run uh, I think we really just wanted to focus on running it back instead of maybe necessarily trying to get better in certain areas and things like that um, but we did we had a hell of a team and, uh, and and what's crazy is this year we actually had more wins in the regular season than we did the year before and we're at this seed. Um and so I just I really think that just shows how good the east was too like This year, I mean, obviously, the Bulls was was really good. I mean, Boston, what they did was better this year. Like, I mean, I think this year the East was really good, and I think uh, we just got to try to just come out with a faster start this year, next year.
2: Trey, what do you make of all the injuries we've been seeing in the playoffs, especially to some of the big impact players? Do you think it's just a, a function of these seasons kind of piled one on top of the other because of all the COVID delays?
3: For sure, for sure. I definitely field i mean we had a really short off season last year um i mean especially you think you look at the four teams that made it uh last year they're all knocked out at this point uh i mean a lot of it had to do um i mean could have been dealt with some injuries you look at the bucks with chris and and what he went through so i mean i think just the short impact i think it's now about to start getting back to regular off season and more rest so maybe that would help in the future but uh we'll see
1: now being one of the elite guards in this league you know every every summer you go home and you start working on something different what 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 are you working on to be better this year what what will we be looking at differently out of trey young because we've seen everything the range the the nutmeg putting the ball between people's legs the <laughs> handles so what what are you going to come up with next year that you feel like you've got to get better at to even make your game even that much more deadly
3: yeah uh, i mean i want to continue to obviously get better in every area but when it, I mean, I want to focus on getting stronger. I mean, I th- I'm getting older now, so, I mean, hopefully just getting stronger is, is more natural for me, um, but I just want to get stronger going into next season. Um, want to be in the probably the best shape I've ever been in, and uh, just so I'm able to play like both both ends, uh, I mean, just even at a faster pace. I think playing against the Heat really showed that we needed to get out and transition more, and I don't know if we were really in the best shape to do that. And uh so it wouldn't be like in, in great shape to be able to to do that for a full season and into deep playoffs. So those two things for sure. Hey Trey, let's let's
2: take it back to your uh your grade school and high school days. Obviously, that you weren't the smaller guys out there and you had to battle against <laughs> bigger guys always trying to physically intimidate you. Uh your dad was an outstanding player. How, how did that development work? Did, did your dad help you in, in terms of being able to take take on that physical punishment and, and never back down to guys who might be bigger and stronger than you at the time?
3: Uh, yeah, um, but also just playing up, too. Um, I mean, like just growing up, playing um, against two and three grades older um, on certain teams. And then, I mean, when I got to middle school, going up to the Y, when my dad was up there playing against those grown men, just like playing in his little leagues, certain things. Like, I feel like just playing up and playing against older guys was always, um, I mean, kind of helped me, I mean, adjust to the physicality on whatever level I was going to.
1: Talk a little bit about the relationship with your dad because I know how close you guys are. And, and, you know, uh, I want our listeners to know, too, that you guys, how close your relationship is.
3: Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely a close relationship. Um, I mean, he played... Um, at a, I mean, a really high level, but at, at every level and um, which is with me since the beginning and um, just traveling all the the long tournament drives from from Oklahoma to Dallas to Arkansas and just us being in the car rides for four or five hours and just talking um, about about everything. So um, we've we've uh, definitely grown up and that's why we're so passionate. He's, he's at all my games and tweeting back with a lot of people. It's just, this is how he is just because he's just so passionate. He's always been that way. And um, it's, it's been a great relationship. So.
2: Yeah. At the beginning of the show, Stacey was talking about Oklahoma legends and he mentioned himself,
3: of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> baby, you can't start hey, a conversation you with
1: my name
2: not being somewhere in there.
3: <laughs> in there for sure. For so,
2: sure. So I was going to ask you, what, what was it like in your year at, uh, at, at Norman looking up and seeing that Stacey King banner hanging from the rafters?
3: Oh man, uh it's the I've I've been going to Lloyd since I was a kid, so Lloyd Noble Center, I mean, yeah. that's the, that's where everybody plays. So, um I've been I've been seeing that banner up up there and uh up there with Tisdale and um all the all those legends. So, it, it to be honest, it was it's it's motivating like when I got drafted to Atlanta going and seeing Dominique and Pete Maravich and all those guys with those um those those names in the rafters. It's, it's something about having your your last name in the rafters. So I've I've seen Stacy's jersey number up there and that last name King uh up there in the Raptors and Lloyd for a long time. So it's def it's definitely was motivating for me as a player coming up there.
1: There's a lot of haters in this room right now. I just want to throw that out there. You know, Not everybody got a jersey up there hanging up in the round. There's a lot of haters. So, no. so, 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 you know, we, we talk about dynamic point guards, and there's a whole slew of dynamic point guards that are coming up in this league that, you know, everybody wants to know where the game is going to be when LeBron James retires, just like when Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and all the great players retired. You know, is the league in good hands? Yeah, I feel like the league is in great hands with you guys, but... Who is your toughest guy? Because you're unguardable to me. Like you, your range is unlimited. You, you, I mean, you're open as soon as you get off the bus. Like, who is the mm-hmm. toughest guy that you have to face defensively? That you go, man, this dude really makes me work.
3: Um, it's, man, it's, it's a lot of lot of great guards, and it's the I think, to be honest, anytime I go up against Kyrie, it's it's, it's a battle. Like, like guard. It's like when. He always has a, a counter move for everything. And I, I think anybody who guards him could tell you the same thing. He just he, – he knows how to score at all levels. And it's crazy because he uses the mid-range that nobody – nobody really uses, like mid-range pull-up besides – I mean, De- DeMar does it great. But, I mean, there's only a few guys that really do that. And he's a point guard. It's so small. can get to whatever spot, I mean, he wants. So, I think he's definitely – Definitely one of the the fun matches and the toughest guys a guard, so
2: hey Trey, not only are you a great player, but you're also one of the most popular guys in the n b a and and I know that you take your responsibilities seriously in terms of trying to put on a good show for the fans last year in the playoffs, you kind of got into it with the uh, Knicks fans did you uh, did you enjoy embracing the role of a villain when you walked into Madison square garden?
3: Yeah, I mean i didn't to be honest, walking into game one I didn't expected to be like that uh i mean i just walked in ready to play my first first regular playoff game and i knew it was going to be a crazy environment just because of of the being in new york and um it being their first time in a while so and uh i was excited for it i got to wear my my first my first shoes so i was looking forward to that and then a couple minutes into the game a couple minutes to the game it's just some few chances to start <laughs> raining down so i I didn't feel like I had started anything, um, but it's just, it is what it is. Space,
1: you know about the garden, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, yeah. Man, their fans deserve it, though, man. They, some, say, I mean, it's fun. It's fun to play in that environment. But some people take it a little bit
3: too far. Yeah. Man. Yeah. A little bit too yeah. Far. You guys always got no, the I, last
1: laugh, too. Yeah, because we always won. Yeah, We always <laughs> knocked them out of the playoffs. So that's what made it sweet.
3: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm To be honest, I'm kind of glad we won in, in New York. In New York, I think it was the right way.
1: Yeah, was yeah right it way. was. He I mean, it right was kind of like Reggie Miller. I mean, you, you know, you taking yeah. bows. You was
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: With, I think somebody tried to spit on you.
3: Yeah, yeah, it happened in game in game two. In game See, that's two, why I did The
1: fan take it
0: too far.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's it, that's too much. But
0: hey, Trey, did you say it's quiet in here? Right to Spike?
3: Oh no, no, no. To be honest, Spike is like <laughs> Spike is. He's very like he's the perfect type of fan you want like. Like state, like you know what I'm talking about. Like yep. as far as a fan, like you're talking about fans going too far. Like state, I mean, um, Spike is the total opposite. Like he's gonna just cheer, he's gonna talk, he's gonna talk trash, but he's gonna talk trash the right way. He's not gonna go too far and, and say nothing crazy to the players and nothing like that. But he's the perfect type of fan you want cheering your team on. And I give a lot of respect to to Spike because he he shows love whenever uh, the game's over with and just like the other teams usually do and, and it's respect all around. So he's definitely the perfect type of fan you want.
1: You you, you, know, you go back to your draft and, you know, that was a really good draft. And, you know, you and Luca will always be kind of connected because a lot of, like, you know, teams passed on you guys to get other people and you guys have turned out so far just off your early career basically being two of the best players in that draft. So, do you look back on that and 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 think about like where you could have been uh, if you didn't end up in Atlanta?
3: Yeah, uh, to be honest, I the day of the draft, I didn't think I was going to Atlanta. I thought I was I was going to go to either there, uh, Orlando at six, or if I fell to seven, go to y'all. And um, oh, oh man, man. That was, don't that tell us that. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt. Us no, right to here, be man. honest, yeah. To be honest, I, I thought it I thought I didn't think about any trades. I didn't, I didn't hear about the trade going on uh, all day. I didn't know that Dallas was thinking about trading with Atlanta until literally two two picks before I got drafted. So, all day I'm thinking. I mean, all these ESPN rankings or whatever they had me twelve, whatever. I I knew I was going either six to Orlando or seven to y'all. Uh, I had a good feeling then, but that trade happened and ever since then i mean it's just been it's been obviously comparisons but i think both dudes are hooping and i think we're we're both representing our our franchise as well so i think it's 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 been it's been good
2: oh man does that hurt i remember remember when trey (laughs) came to the uh, advocate center and worked out and you said some great things about the chicago franchise and all all of us in the media were excited about the possibility of you coming to join the bulls and and all of a sudden, as the draft got closer, we thought, "Well, he's going to be gone by 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 the time the Bulls picked at seven.
3: Yeah, no, I I, I mean I, obviously I'm I'm a I'm a fan of the history of the game, so I knew what what I mean that city brings and basketball fans, and so that that was a I mean exciting workout. I remember, remember uh, having that workout too. So it was a it was a fun time. That was a stressful time, though. No, I ain't gonna lie, right. to pre-drafts are stressful, but that was that was a fun fun workout.
1: Now, now we know you're a great big brother. Talk a little bit about your brother. Does he does he got the game that, that you had growing up? How old is he? Uh,
3: he? He's he's eleven. He's eleven. Actually, he may have just turned twelve. Actually, hey RJ, you don't know your brother. Hey. Yeah, he just <laughs> turned twelve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not nah. hey he's not he's not a 12 year old's height i' would be wanting to say he's 13 14 his height like he's way taller than what any 12 year old at his school is so. was he bigger than you was he bigger than you at that age oh he yeah he's way taller than what i was so he's like he's he's playing like a five four or five men on his team right now he's playing like he's passing and bringing up the ball but he's more of a passer right now so he's uh our games are, are different right now but uh he, he's uh he's definitely taller than me.
2: Hey Trey, last thing I got. Uh, obviously, the today's game has become so three point dominant. You're one of the best shooters in the league right in the world right now. But at times when you watch the game, do you feel like the quality of play sometimes drops a little bit because everyone's trying to outshoot the other team? You think sometimes teams have forgotten about it. you can get points in the paint and score twos as well as threes?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I mean sometimes I definitely feel like it can get out of hand, and I think. I mean, I don't want to say teams or whatever. I feel like there's certain teams that I feel like every guy feels like they can shoot threes, and it's not this. I don't think that obviously threes are what runs the game. or what. I mean, Steph kind of took over the game, and a lot of people are trying to get guys who can shoot in all levels and definitely shoot threes, but I think guys who can slash and guys who can get into the paint and score, I mean, all these, these teams here, I mean, even the even the the warriors got guys who can get to the basket they all know they they all have guys who can shoot the most threes and they they don't shoot the most threes and um i think i think they 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 know you have to get to the basket too so the best teams know you can you got to be able to get both
1: now you know we got sooner nation listening to this uh interview as well tell me a little bit how you feel about Porter Moser and the program now that uh you know they made that change from coach Kruger who retired and uh, where do you think the program's? Going? I think it's in great hands. I think they're they're making some good. Oh moves.
3: yeah. Oh no, I think it's in great hands for sure. I think you gonna have to give him some time. I mean, with the new rules and every everything, I think it's you got to give him some time to kind of adjust to to this kind of stage and coming from where he came from, he he uh, took took that that level of talent to, I mean, final four. Didn't he take? did he yeah, take Loyola. his old team? Yeah. Yeah. Took them to the final four. Um. I mean, I I like him. I mean, when he got the job, he we talked. Uh, he hit me like maybe a couple of days after he got the job, and uh, I mean, just him, just reaching out to me and showing love. And I I, I don't you haven't I don't know if you've been back to the new yeah, facility. Yeah. It's it's uh it's pretty sweet. So he he's got it. He's got everybody on their on their horse trying to trying to get it trying to get it right for these recruits coming in, and I think he's gonna turn it around. What do you what do you think
1: about the the the, the portal now, you know, that's that the NCAA is implemented and you know in the lightness, the NIL, you know, would you have loved to have that with you were there?
3: <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. I I don't know how, how it would be for me. Uh I think I think not having it for a year, not having money and making making sure I was working and uh working my tail off to get to that next level so that I was able to have that, have a little bit more money. I think it was kind of motivating as a player, but I don't know having more would, I know I'd still be motivated, but I don't know if the person next to me may, or, you know what I'm saying? I I don't know what it is. So I don't know for me, it's a, it's a crazy situation. I'm glad players are are able to make, I mean, money out there in their likeness now, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a different, different thing.
0: Hey, hey Trey, uh enough about basketball for a minute. I got a multi-part question for you. Okay. So, so let's talk about the hair, the fruit roll-up and cotton candy, baby hair, the ice <laughs> And uh are you really afraid of birds? And has a bird <laughs> has, a, has a bird ever landed on your hair?
3: Nah. Nah. What was the first, what was the first question?
0: about the hair. What do you think about all the 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 names people give you?
3: Oh the know? oh the comment. Um man, trust me, I don't care. i not that, don't offend right. me. I yeah. I, I, got my, I got my girl exactly because you get
1: engaged when you get married, you got engaged recently, right? Yeah, congratulations. yeah,
3: congratulations, appreciate it, appreciate it. Yeah, next summer, so uh, um, yeah, I'm I, trust me, I'm good. I, I feel all right, good.
0: don't avoid the birds though. Let's talk about the birds.
3: The birds, yeah, no, the birds are still that's I'm scared of birds, that's the thing. I don't, I don't like birds if they, they flying around, but I mean. I don't think anybody would like a bird flying up on him. So <laughs> <laughs> show me somebody that is, likes that. Wow. Nah, and he you wound up,
2: he wound up with the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta oh, Hawks. Huh? Yeah. That's what I was doing. I know. I, know.
1: Did you, I did, like the did, Hawks, did, though. Did, uh, did Quavo come up with the ice tray, or did you come up with that?
3: Nah, he he did. He was one of the songs. Yeah, yeah. He, so whenever I got drafted, he kind of put it out there and everybody just started calling me and he started (laughs) calling me it so he just he's that's how it is
1: is that a pretty cool feeling that you you get to you get to see these guys come to your games and i know two chains pops up in there sometimes ti all the all the rappers that you grew up listening to come and check you out
3: yeah it's definitely a blessing It's, it's crazy and surreal sometimes too just knowing like when i was a kid listening to their music and I was actually at a couple of their concerts and without them even knowing me then. And so now them coming to my games and I, we've had stories I've talked to them about those times when they didn't know me and I was at their concert. And and so it's, it's like a, it's like a brotherly friendship now. And it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool. And I mean, I always appreciate them for helping me and welcoming to the city of Atlanta.
2: Well, Trey, we know you got to run. You are one of the uh, biggest stars in the league, and uh, Stacy always talks about you and, and and your great time at Oklahoma, being a star for the Sooners. John and Stacy as one of the great
1: all-time legends.
2: Hey, I'm Oklahoma. just a man sitting next to
3: the
1: man. Yeah. Um, I
3: mean <laughs> I, I, I just thought my my jersey is up there. Absolutely. Hey, you up got, there. Yeah, so,
1: yours, yours and Blake's will be right up there. Buddy Heels will be right up there too. We are <laughs> yeah. already
3: in the works, already in the works. Well, okay. I'm 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 away to that day, come to really appreciate Plus, it. Plus, he's so an I'll
1: Oklahoma just... kid too. See that? Right. see Blake, uh, myself, and yeah. Trey, we're Oklahoma that's kids. That's right. So that means yeah. a lot more. When you get your jersey retired at the school because you you were born and raised in Oklahoma, which was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope you have Definitely. a great
2: great summer. Enjoy yourself and and get ready for the start of a new season. And Bulls fans, all of them who've been following on the Twitch chat are going, "Man, we could have had Trey Young." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're yeah. all suffering right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, man, I appreciate y'all having me. Man, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of y'all. and fan of y'all, Stacy. Every time I see y'all, so yeah. appreciate it and. uh <laughs> I'll see y'all soon, man. You like hot sauce? You like you like hot sauce? Nah, my, my boy RJ loves hot sauce. Yeah. He we'll great through. We're
1: going to send you, we'll send you some hot sauce, some of my signature say less.
3: hot sauces. Oh, my dad loves hot sauce too. So yeah, yeah, give yeah, it to yeah.
1: your dad. Tell your dad I said, what's up, man? Great
3: dude. i appreciate it. I will. Well, stay up. Yes, sir.
1: The great
2: Trey Young, our guest on Give Me the Hot Sauce, episode 80 rolls on after a quick timeout.
1: If you like hot sauce and barbecue sauce, then you are listening to the right show. Gimme the Hot Sauce has the best small batch organic sauces to spice up your kitchen. Chicago-style red hot sauce with garlic twist, or our St. Pat's Verde, which is personally my favorite. It's a green sauce with extra avocado and cilantro. And our King's Q, a bold, spicy, and sweet sauce, just like Whispers. Woo, a lot. Wow. I don't know if he's sweet and spicy, in America. I, I, that didn't sound really good coming out of my mouth, talking about another man being sweet and spicy. So I'm going to scratch that if you won't mind. Okay. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, we got a brand new hot sauce for all our, all our followers out there and everybody who've been yelling for, we really, 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 really love the red sauce, but we want something hotter. So we listened to the public. We went out and we created. A hotter, hotter sauce. It's the Chicago Fire 1871. For all you people living in Chicago, look in the history books and find out what that means. Chicago Fire 1871. It will burn your mouth. You'll be calling 911. <laughs> okay. And when you order, use code hot sauce 21 to get 21% off your first order. That's hot sauce 21 for 21% off. That's G-I-M-M-E-T-H-E H-O-T. S A U C E dot com. Gimme the hot man, sauce.com. That's it. like I was in a damn spelling bee The, the, the Emmy Awards were the other night. I don't think you're gonna win from this, <laughs> man. Hey Mark, you know your comments are not going to notice, okay? <laughs> and uh and just hey, listen, just say Stacy sent you, okay? You get twenty one percent off, just say Stacy sent you, okay? All right, that's it. That's it for the gimme the hot sauce read. It's the best hot sauce you ever taste. I promise you. Promise you. Go get you a bottle today
2: absolutely and you know we mentioned that we are now on twitch tv and, and stacy's got his volume up and he's getting a five second delay there so i think that uh, oh and my you, volume I, is I it you it, want to turn your volume oh, down oh, see, see, listen, we're all adjusting, listen, you know I think listen. we're
1: doing new things Bring you know it. you know what uh, mark you know what this is new for me on this this twitch thing yeah. okay i you know I'm, I'm one of these old dinosaurs you know once <laughs> i conquer one thing something else comes out you know so right. you, you conquered you know i conquered twitter Okay, uh, a Twitter superstar. And then it was IG. And then I conquered IG. You got and then TikTok it was TikTok now too. It was TikTok now. Yeah. TikTok came out. No, it was Snapchat after yeah. that. And then it's TikTok. So now I've conquered all those platforms. <laughs> and then somebody told me, hey, why are you not on Twitch? You know, you're on YouTube. Why are you not on Twitch? I'm like, what the hell is Twitch? And I'm a gamer too. See, now I know that I can do this for gaming. Right. Oh, man, America, can you imagine catching me on Xbox? <laughs> Woo! On Twitch? Oh, Lord, of watching me, watching a fight, a UFC fight on Twitch? Woo! That's a whole new show, America, a whole new show.
2: Hey, we uh, we talked in the first segment about the fact that these NBA conference finals have been awful. I mean, I, I tweeted yesterday, I've never seen two series this bad. Uh, Miami, it looks like it looks like the preseason almost they're so bad. They've got no offense. Jimmy's got knee inflammation. He's he's kind of tiptoeing around out there. Tyler Hero is out. P.J. Tucker is hurt. I mean, everything is is falling apart for this team. And you can see Eric Spolster is trying to get them to play harder, the old Pat Riley way, and it ain't working. They got nothing left to give, it looks
1: hey, like. Hey, listen, I, I don't want to hear anybody crying, no problems. You know, listen, yeah. every team goes through it. Uh, the Bulls had a lot of injuries this year to keep players. You know, we had guys banged up. We were without our point guard in the first round of the playoffs against Milwaukee. Uh, it's just part of the game, you know. And, of course, everybody's going to say, oh, there's too many games and, you know, all that. No, no, no. It's, it's these players, honestly, Mark, is that they play year-round. They have to learn how to give their bodies some rest after going through a long, grueling season. You can't. You just can't. When your season's over – you know, you don't just take a week off and then go back to doing the hard training. You've got to let your body heal, especially when you get to the playoffs and you get deep, deep into, you know, June, you know, you got to give yourself a rest. These guys, these kids do not rest anymore. They're constantly playing basketball year round and their bodies are breaking down in the season. Jimmy
2: Butler looks like a shadow of himself. He had 40 points in the first game. You know, he looked like he was going to take over the finals and now He's got no burst. He can't get to the basket. And Boston was able to pull away in game five because Tatum and, and Brown finally made some shots in the second half. I'm
1: going to tell you, Boston's defense is, has been phenomenal. And I, I made a comment yesterday on on Twitter, you know, how important rim protection is, you know, mm-hmm. being able to cut the paint down. Because Jimmy's not Jimmy's not a great three-point shooter. Everything is that he does is generated by off the bounce into the paint. And that first game when Al Horford was out, that was a and and Robert Williams was injured. I mean that was a big big you know loss for them, but since they've got everybody back now, you know Boston has everybody back. They're not Williams is not hundred percent, and neither is you know Marcus Smart. But having them on the floor lets this team play with a confidence that they didn't play in the games they weren't there. You know, and they are really locking down the paint. And making Miami have to shoot, which Miami has been a very good three-point shooting team all season long. Okay, guys, like you know, Struess is struggling right now. I, I think, think they're it, were like seven for yeah, forty-five. Yeah, yeah, Struess is ridiculous. like like one for seventeen or eighteen yeah. from the three-point line. I mean, this is the this is the worst time of the year to go through a slump. You know, you're in the you're in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, and you're going through a slump right now against a team who's a very good defensive team, and Brown and Tatum. Um, I'm telling you man I mean that is a that is a deadly combination because when we saw them early in the year they were having a lot of problems playing with one another you know they were talking about trading Marcus Smart um, they just had a hard time playing with each other because you know they were alternating are you the man I'm the man I want to be the man and so finally and he had a new coach trying to figure out everything too and they figured it out in the second half of the season after all-star break and they were the best team I think they've gone 31-9 and since the all-star break are they going to close it out in game six? Oh, man. You know the weird thing about these playoffs, especially Eastern Conference, is when you expect the team to hold home court, they lose. So I can see Miami going in there and, and beating Boston in Boston because they've done it before, just like Boston did it in Miami. So it's like home court advantage has no play in this series. So it would not shock me to see Miami with their back against the wall uh, win that game today, and you know, and and tie the series up again. It would not surprise me.
2: Yeah, and unfortunately, the way the game has evolved, it's it's whoever makes the most three point shots wins. I mean, it's, yeah, been, it's been that way in every series.
1: You got to get easier baskets if you're if you're Miami. I mean, you got to look to push the ball. Bam out out of bio hasn't played well at all. No, you know he hasn't. I mean, he's almost been non existent. He had that he's one good go game. Grant
2: Williams, when he's yeah, got that
1: he's he's had that one good game where you know he played really well when Miami won he had 31. 31, and that's yeah. the, that's the only game he's really kind of showed up in he's got to be you know top two players on that team for them to have a chance to win he's got to get you know 20 plus 10 boards block some shots he's got to do the things that that help Miami get the number one seed mm-hmm. this year he's not playing like he normally plays I don't know if he's hurt he's banged up but he just doesn't look like he has the confidence that he had in, in the beginning he's missing easier shots around the basket and I think the length of of, of Boston has really really hurt them because you got to know Mark they run I mean not only does Grant Williams play great position defense and takes charge and he's a very strong guy he puts his body on you you feel him every single time he's on you but you've got you know Robert Williams is blocking shots like he was a large I mean he's he's changing shots and Al Horford knows he's a veteran and knows how to play he's a little long in the tooth but he understands the game he understands angles he knows how to take things away from you he may not be the explosive player that he used to be, but he still challenges shots. He rebounds the basketball in traffic, and he can handle the ball and bring the ball up when there's pressure from Miami up the court. He can bring up and be a safety release foul, and he can knock down threes.
2: mentioned we're recording on Thursday. It's going to be game five of the Mavericks Warriors series in San Francisco. Does uh, Steph and company put the uh, Mavericks on
1: summer vacation tonight? Oh, man. Yeah, it's just... Listen, you know, Dallas had a chance. Dallas had a chance to extend this series, you know, the first couple of games at Golden State, and they didn't finish. I mean, they were winning big in that second game and let, you know, Golden State come back. Right. Um, You know, it was almost like one of those things, Mark, where you're boxing the world champion, the heavyweight champion of the world, and you knock him down. And you're like, yeah, I knocked him down. Huh? And then he comes back and finishes you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, you got to finish him. You can't just yeah. be so amazed at your work that you're saying that it's over. You know, you got a 19, 16, 19-point 19 lead, whatever it was they had in game two, they quit playing. And then Golden State, with the way they shoot the ball, they're never out of a game. It doesn't matter if you're up 25. The way they shoot the basketball, this is why threes are are, are shot as much as they are in the NBA. But unfortunately, everybody doesn't shoot like, you know, Golden State. You don't have a Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, or Jordan Poole. Even Andrew Wiggins is knocking threes. And the one thing that I give uh, Golden State credit with is that they're able to rotate guys, multiple guys at Luka. Luka's going to get his points, but they're shutting everybody else down. But Andrew Wiggins has done a really, really good job of of neutralizing, you know, Luka. You're not going to stop him, but you can contain him a little bit. I think he's done a great job. That's a good pickup for Golden State
2: yeah and jalen brunson who was fantastic in the first round against utah has not played as well in the next two series so not a lot of help for luca most likely that series ends tonight and then the finals don't begin until thursday june 2nd one week from tonight so the warriors will get plenty of rest big event on the chicago sports calendar this weekend round two of the crosstown classic this time at guaranteed rate field the white Sox, a couple of games hosting the cubs they'll play saturday night sunday afternoon oh, both teams, both teams are struggling right now the cubs <sighs> Just before we started today, they got beat wow. twenty to five. It got so bad that they had their shortstop Andrelton Simmons pitching in the eighth inning. Well, I tell you
1: what, they went about, They went behind the, the woodshed. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they got their butts tanned. I mean, that's woo. Man, yeah. and Cincinnati's not really that good. Worst team in the national league. Yeah, that's man. not, that's, you know, hey, man, that's not, I don't know what happened to, to, listen, a lot of people say, I've been hearing a lot of people say, oh, when the weather warms up, there'll be the battle. Yeah. I don't know about all that, man. I don't know about all that, man. I mean, listen, everybody's got to play in cold weather, especially here in the Midwest. You know, Cincinnati's not a, it's not Florida. I mean, they got to play in the same, you know, so I, I don't use that excuse, man. You've been, plus, you've been playing baseball your whole life. So it's like you got to get used to certain months out of the year, especially playing in these colder, you know, colder places like Detroit, New York. You know, you're going to see cold weather a lot. So, you know, you got to get used to it.
2: Whispers, how many fights do you think there's going to be in the stands for these two games?
0: Down there? Not at much. At the
2: rate? It's worse at Wrigley?
0: Yeah, it's worse at Wrigley when the Wrigley fans get uh, liquored up. and Yeah, because their- the
2: beer's a bargain at $16 a pop, right? Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it
0: the uh, cork and barrel down there right across the street from Wrigley? Cork and carry, yeah. Yeah, cork and carry, thank you. Yeah, there could be a fight in there.
1: <laughs> well, we we, we, we got a, uh, Nick Bianchi says the White Sox own the Cubs. Nick, we'll give you a little shout-out on Twitch since I saw it on there, son. Yeah, yeah, the White I mean, Sox owns the Cubs. They
2: already clinched the, the uh, Crosstown Cup for this year because yeah. they won the first two games, and you have to win the series outright to take it back. Yeah, these, these games at guaranteed rate. The White Sox are 22 and 21, and they've been kind of a mystery team, but they've had a lot of injuries. The latest, Luis Robert goes out. He's on the COVID uh, injured list. Man. Lance Lynn is going to go down to Charlotte and pitch uh, three games as he gets ready to return to the rotation. I think by the time we get to mid-June, they're finally going to be healthy again, which we'll, then we'll see how good the White Sox are, but it's kind of a shame that the first two months they've been kind of running in place.
1: Well, I mean, that's you know, last year they had good quality depth. They were able to withstand, you know, long stretches of guys being out. And this year, for some reason, it's not the same case. And, you know, um, but I expect them. I expect them to to turn it around. They've got too much talent. You know, this is a team that's picked to go to the World Series. You know, to win it all. So, and they've been that team for the last three years as a team to like, hey, this team can go deep into the playoffs. So, I, I I expect them to get back to 100. percent We've seen good teams before, Mark who struggle early, turn around, and, and, and finish out the rest of the season strong, I expect the same thing.
2: News today uh, on Thursday, Josh Donaldson issued an apology to the Jackie Robinson family for using yeah. the term Jackie at the uh, in talking to Tim Anderson and said that he he didn't mean that to be a slight to the Robinson family, but obviously he's doing damage control right now because he took a lot of national criticism.
1: Yeah. You know what? I I see both sides of it though. I, I do, you know, and, um, you know, I love Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson, one of my favorite players. And, you know, he did make the comment, you know, last year that he was the modern-day Jackie Robinson. You know, I'm bringing fun back to baseball, and all the things that he said in good in good spirit. You know, it wasn't anything malicious or anything. He was right. just making a comment because he's that type of player. He's an exciting player. People love to watch him play. He's explosive, and so he's bringing fun back to baseball. And Josh Donaldson made that comment. You know, hey Jackie. You know, so I see both sides of it then again you know i mean if he would have said something else and added something else to it sure. then i you, you, listen at the end of the day you, you can't put race into everything like, i'm serious and i'm a black guy you, did you notice that mark i'm I black did, yeah okay yeah. that's what i'm to say okay i'm like a raisin in a bowl of creamy with cream of wheat in here in america i'm the only <laughs> black guy here on the show right now okay but <laughs> hey hey everybody's great at me but but like I said, if he would have added something to it, Mark, that, that made it racial, yeah. then I see the point. Like boy. Yeah, boy or something like that. Ah, man, you know, I, I just I didn't I didn't really find anything wrong with it. Especially if you used it the year before by, you know, saying yourself is that like I said, we're not privileged at what actually was said. Maybe there was more said mm-hmm. than what everybody knows, but between him and Josh Donaldson that was said that they only know. So that's why I'm kind of going by the way Tim Anderson took it, that there was more said. He just didn't bring it up. Just probably not to make a big deal out of it and put him on front street. Because there's no way in the world you get that mad over something like that, especially when you said it the year before. And
2: Josh Donaldson has a history of not being a great teammate. He's kind of gone from team to team and kind of blown up clubhouses everywhere he's been. So so maybe... You know, Tim saw this as an opportunity to call him out, you know, unless you said put him on front street.
1: Yeah, I mean, but there, there's no place for that in, in sports. There's no place for it anywhere, man. This is 2022, man. It's like respect people. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be nice to people. It doesn't take that much to be nice to a person. And you're baseball, you're competing. In, in sports, listen – we there's rivalries. I mean, th- we had rivalries in the '90s. Like we, you know, like I said, we talk about this all the time on the show. We, you know, I didn't like Bill Lane, beer. I didn't like a lot of these guys we played against the Knicks and all that. But you know, as you grow older, you realize that's just the, the way it was at that time. The competition, and you know, that's what drove everybody was the competition. But we all talk now. You know, we don't. I don't try to fight someone now. You know, yeah, the, yeah. but back in my younger days, you might have got a two piece <laughs> if I saw. Yeah, you know, right. There's some stories about that. But at the end of the day. You know, there's no place for that in the game. It's all about you know competing against one another. Give the fans what they pay for, uh, as far as good play, good a good baseball game, a good basketball game. When you watch the basketball playoffs, you know. Um, a lot of people are liking what they're seeing. These games have been, even though there's been blowouts back and forth in the Eastern Conference, this has been a fun, fun playoffs. I mean, the games have been very competitive, um, and it's really good to see. It's been good basketball, um, and it's been fun to watch. And I think baseball, as the, as the weather warms up and these teams start playing better, especially uh, the Cubs and, and the White Sox start playing together, it's going to be a fun town. First of all, Chicago's the best city as far as sports is concerned. Especially I, in the summertime. Yeah. In in the summertime, <laughs> just anytime. This is this is one of the few sports cities, man, that their fans ride for their team. You know, they don't they don't turn on their team when they play bad. You know, they don't they're not booing and you know, booing them when the person's outside and they're in a restaurant with their family like you do in New York or like you do, you know, in Philadelphia, where the fans like, you know, they they let it be known. If they don't like you, then you know you you could be over there eating, you know, eating breakfast somewhere in a diner. Everybody in the diner booing you. It's like, <laughs> hey, man, the, the game was yesterday. It's, it's yeah. over. You know, let it go. But this is one of the few sports cities that are true, true sports. I have nothing but respect for all Chicago sports fans because they do their homework. This is a blue-collar city. All they want as fans is you to come out and give effort every single day. They, that's all they care about. If you come out there and you bust your ass on the basketball court, the football field, the soccer field, the baseball field, whatever, they appreciate hard work because this is a blue collar. That's the one thing Phil Jackson always told us when we when I came here and when we started, you know, we were winning championships. He said, I don't care if we we lose by 20. As long as you go out there and you bust your ass and you appreciate the hard work that these fans pay for your salaries, you come out there and give them an honest day's work. I don't care if we lose, but as long as you come out there and you earn your money and and and, and respect the fans. And so that's something that I think all athletes – You know have to understand you know they have to do that
2: hey before we get out of here we do want to acknowledge what happened in texas earlier this week yes a lone gunman opening fire in in a great school just one of the most disastrous things you could ever comprehend and you think about those parents who lost children i i can't as a father i can't even imagine the the feelings that those people are going through and it's it's way time you know as, as steve kerr said it's way past time for moments of silence and sending thoughts and prayers it's time to contact your legislators and get stronger gun control laws on the books.
1: I I completely agree because how how many more times do we need this to see this kind of, you know, senseless cowardly act of -hmm. people going in and killing innocent children? I mean, you know, I I have children, my kids are older now. You know, thank God I never had to experience that, you know, and and to see these little eight and nine-year-old children, you know, being slaughtered, you know, I mean, it just, for no reason whatsoever, you know, and you know, the first thing people say, Mark, is you know their constitutional rights, you know, to bear arms and all that stuff. Listen, I'm not saying get rid of guns like completely. You should be able to own a gun, but you should be able to own a certain type of gun, not multiple assault. You you weapons. should, you should yeah. be able to have whatever handgun you want. What if you have a shotgun, you have a shotgun. A rifle, if you're a hunter, you can have those type of guns. But to have assault rifles and 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 you know guns that are like basically that you use in war. You know, you're, you you they shoot a hundred rounds in twenty seconds, and you're able to you know just wipe out a whole group of people. You know, you go back to the Las Vegas at the concert when the guy was mm-hmm. shooting. I mean, these people that are doing this, like you know, you wonder how did that guy get into the school anyway. You know, when you start hearing all these stories, you start hearing about the police. It took 91 minutes total for them to even get in there. They were... They were they waiting were, for they backup. Were, they, they, were arresting, they were arresting parents. Right. Keeping them... to want to go in there and save their, their, and their, their kids. Yeah. And I, I've seen all kind of videos, Mark. I wasn't there. You know, I I, I wouldn't want to be there for that. I wouldn't want... But I'm going to tell you what. If my kid was in there, if I had to take a bullet in the head to go save my child, trust me. I'm going in. If yeah. I had to take my car yeah. and, and ram through the front door... And 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 go in there and try to help these kids. I would have done that. And from now it's starting to come out that these police, you know, they waited 41 minutes outside of the of the uh, school, and they had at least 80 police officers there, and no one went in. And they, they were showing video of families getting thrown down, the, the husbands getting thrown down on the ground, mm-hmm. arrested. And they spent more time doing that than getting in there trying to 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 stop that you know assailant from killing those kids. And then when they got in there, supposedly they couldn't find the key because he barricaded, he locked the door and so they couldn't get in so it took 40 minutes for them to even get in the door to get to get the guy which in turn he killed more people and so it's it's, the more you read about it the more you see it 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 was just it's just senseless and useless and more could have been done
2: and news today that uh the husband of one of the teachers who was killed died today of a heart attack. So when you think about the long-term damage done to families who have to live with this for the rest of their lives, and in this case, the man suffered a tragic heart attack because of all the stress that he was under with his wife being killed.
1: Well, and, and you know, you see all those little innocent faces, you know, the oh pictures gosh, of the kids man. come up, man. I mean, it just, it just breaks your heart. That those kids and you hear some of the stories of those children. Yeah, you know what they were doing, what they were planning, what they wanted to be when they grew up, um, and all these stories. from these, it just breaks your heart, and you know it's just, it's a, it's a sad thing, and they need to do something about it. Stop talking about it, do something about it. You yeah, know,
2: contact your representatives and make sure that they get off their butts and do something about gun control and background checks. So we wanna, you know, as I said, it's it's way past time for uh, condolences and thoughts and prayers, but, but our hearts do go out to all those families suffered the most unspeakable tragedy in Texas. Hey, we wanna thank Trey Young, the superstar guy from the Hawks for joining us on episode 80 of Gimme the Hot Sauce. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is our uh, second voyage on Twitch. We kind of fooled around with it last week, but we're gonna try to grow that as the shows continue. We're going to try to take more comments from people who are on Twitch TV and, and want to uh, shout out Stacey or myself or Whispers and have a question to ask. So as we continue on uh, every week, make sure that you join us on Twitch TV, Give Me the Hot Sauce Podcast, and we'll try to answer some of your questions as we go along. So time to get us out of here with a little music as we thank everybody for our new crew taking care of us here. We're going to be trying to improve the video yes. quality as, as the weeks go along and a lot of fun things happening. So. Bigger and better things ahead for Give Me the Hot Sauce.
1: Yeah, shout out to my man, Dangerous D, who's uh, working the board right now. I got my man, Cisco, back there doing all these little things he does. The magic. Nikki Knuckles is back there. And we got my man, Maddie Ice, behind the glass, uh, handling the social media. And then we got our girl, Maddie, who uh, decided that we weren't paying her enough, so she went to (laughs) a real job, but she will be back next week with us. So we got a whole crew in here. We're going to a different level. We're glad you guys are, are tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Drive home safe to Chicago. Oh, beep my beep. goodness. It's only preseason, but I'm hype, Neil Fox. Jimmy G. Oh buckets gets buckets. Oh, my goodness. Give me the hot sauce, Neil
2: Fox. Give me the hot sauce. What are you doing,